1: Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
0: Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now, up to to bat, bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Boone. And today on the program, I'm joined by a five-time Pro Bowler. Four times he was an All-Pro, Rookie of the Year in 1973, and he's a member of the Minnesota Vikings Ring of Honor. Ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Foreman. Chuck, thanks for coming on the program. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. you know, I love. I love when we get when we get. Uh, I get a break from from the typical baseball player. I love. Don't get me wrong. I love the game of baseball. I love what I did for a living. But I, I love. Okay,
1: right now, I understand who you are. Go- I'm sorry. I said Brett Boone. I mean, I, the baseball player, right? The baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well. Anyway, I mean, now we're po- now we're podcasting. I went for baseball. Well, yeah. To- well, you know the Boons. You know they got great reputation. Um.
0: I appreciate that and and it's interesting to me you probably get a lot of the same questions mm-hmm. that I get walking around we played in different generations you're kind of my my dad's generation he broke into the big leagues in 1972 and he played through the 70s and the 80s right, right. Uh, so you played at similar times right but we probably all as athletes even though we're in different arenas we we probably get the same questions and i'm sure i'm just interested if if you Mm -hmm. get the same ones and it's how has the game changed to when you play it obviously was much different when you played when even when i played in the 90s and the in the 2000s but uh what's the most common question you get from from nfl and sports fans
1: well my i think the rules definitely have changed i think uh um, in my time, um, especially offensively, you know, the in, holding was like a big issue. Now they hold every play. Um, I think everything about about the game when I played has, has changed. Uh, certainly it's safer, I think, with the rule changes they have. But the thing that the rule changes have done is inflated statistics so you know you, you get a guy that catches in today's game 100 and some passes a year <clears throat> and then you know not saying he's not a great player but he leapfrogs the other great players because he had that many catches but not taken into consideration in a, in different in my era you know <laughs> cornerbacks could jump on you and when they shut you down they shut you down cuz they could be more physical you may not even get off the line of scrimmage if you didn't have the skill set to get away from that line of scrimmage. So even though a guy might have 109 catches a game, I'm just saying there's a season or something like that. But in my time, if you had 57 catches in a season, you were were big time. Uh, So I think the statistics uh, in today's game kind of like – I think it's over-exaggerated because that doesn't make the player.
0: Yeah, and it, it, you're right. Because because of how it's changed from a physical right. level in your right. game. Right. That's why I think it's, you know, at the end of the day, when we're comparing, it, it's really right. tough right. to compare generations to generation. Right. I had a grandfather that played. Mm-hmm. And uh, grandpas are grandpas. That's right. what they are. That's why they're great. But he always used to talk about his generation, mm-hmm. and mine. And I would say, Gramps, they're mm-hmm. really not comparable. It's different. It's right. different now. Right. I would assume one day when I'm a grandpa, my mm-hmm. grandkids are going to be going, Grandpa, it's different now than when you played. I'd say, you're right. Right. And that's why I think we have to keep it kind of in a capsule, each you generation, to right. who are the greatest players of their generation. Exactly. I you I know, it's, it's tough to compare yeah. a – a 1950s lineman to a a 2023 line. It's just apples and oranges. Do you agree with
1: that? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. um, A while back, you know, I I saw this picture of a quarterback to play for the New York Giants. You know know the name, Y.A. Tittle. Mm -hmm. And I think he was in a playoff game. And he was on his knees, and he was just bleeding all the way down. You may have seen the picture. Well, you see, to me, in that era, when a defensive line could, when he got to the quarterback, he could do some damage to you. Uh, In today's game, of course, you can't even blow on a quarterback, and otherwise, it's a penalty. So those, like we were talking about statistics, and, and saying the greatest of all time, and and all that, I always say they're the greatest of their time, just like you were saying. I think you, it's, I look at it in ten, 10 year intervals because the average player in the NFL in the last three and a half years. But when you get a guy playing quarterback, and and I said, I love them all, I don't misunderstand me, they're all great, but um, you can't make that comparison based on statistics. You know, I look at the,
0: the, the different generations and I'll go back to my grandfather's generation from in a baseball standpoint. I look at the game and back then, you know, they they were riding trains from right. coast to coast. And uh, yeah, they were some tough guys. There were some tough guys, very physical. I mean, as soon as the season ended, Gramps told me many times he said the season would end. He said I had to go get a job in the offseason to to support my family. The, right. the game has come a long way to say the least, in and not only baseball, but but all athletics. Right. Um then I grew up watching my dad play. Right. And uh those guys were tough. You right. know, they were beer drinking after the game, uh carousing, causing chaos, but they right. were tough guys. They played hurt, you right. know. It, it wasn't a thing back then right uh to, to have a minor injury no you're expected to tape it up and get out there right um my generation's still pretty tough you know we were tough guys yeah it was starting you could see from an ownership from an, a franchise uh perspective right they were starting to protect the players a little bit more mm-hmm. uh at the end of my career right. you know but I, but i had grown up in that generation where hey if it's not broken you get out on the field and, and do the best job you can your teammates right. are depending on you that's how, that's yeah. how i was as a player right and now everything seems to be about protecting the player you know if he's got a little of this especially in baseball right. man he they'll put him on the 10-day il and i used to think 10-day IL. That was like going to jail for me. Like, no yeah. way you're going to put me. That was just the mindset we had as players back right. there. Uh, if you can, break that down in football terms and how you think each generation from your from from your playing career to looking at the guys playing in 2023.
1: Well, obviously, you know, injury, there's a difference between being injured and being hurt. You know, that's a big deal. But, you know, I do agree that you know as far as the being on the field when you're uh hurt it's a great big difference you know I mean I, I I've seen guys you know when when we when I was playing you know guys were hurting and in those days if you had a knee you're pretty much done because uh, the they didn't have the technology they have you know when I got there I mean if you had a knee and they and you could see a guy had a zipper all the way down his knee just for just for just to get out a uh, cartilage or something like that so but I I think the guys back those days they were just so tough you know and they'd let up that you know they'd shoot them up with the cortisone and they'd go out there and play and give it everything they had and um, obviously would you know would limit their career but they were out there all the time and, and like you said and then after the season you know You had to go get a job. I mean, I fortunately didn't have to do that, but when I came in, in the era where it was just starting to, the NFL was still starting to really take off with the uh, media and the exposure and the things that are available, but still, you know, you didn't have, you didn't have retirement money. You just had money you could put away and then hope that you could do a deal, you know, or or getting a business or something like that that could sustain you or, Go get a job, like you said. But um, the injuries, you know, I mean, I, for instance, I know I had a separated sternum for before a playoff game. And so, hey, I didn't think I was going to be able to go, be quite honest with you, because, you know, every time I turned and twisted, you know, it hurt hurt like heck. And so and then what they wanted to do, they came into me and they said, well, listen, we, we think we can get you going. I was like, oh, okay, fine. And then uh, he says, "Well, Doctor Lanning's gonna come in and see you." I'm saying, "Oh!" And then he goes in and he pulls out this needle, about that darn long, and he was gonna shoot me down in here with that needle, and that was gonna numb me up. And I'm saying, "No, I'm, I'm not doing that." So I just strapped up the, you know, the ribs and went out and played it. Hurt like crap, but those are the kind of things that we did back then. That they wouldn't even think about doing now. No way in the world. It's a it's a whole different game. And I'm not saying I blame them because of the money. I mean, from ownership to players, the money's so big. But what we were trying to do at the time was like you know, the money you made during the season was, you know, you, that's what you live doing. The money you made in the pre in the pro season is the money you could put away. So you know, a lot of guys we made a lot of decisions based on that. So. Yeah, you're right. It's a um, uh, big, big different times, you know, on both ends. Now the money's so great from both ends, you know, you get a little hurt, I mean, or something like that. You, you know, you're out of the game for a couple of days, a couple of weeks or something.
0: Take your business further with a smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash business gold card. And Chuck, I don't know if you thought, like I used to think as a player, Mm -hmm. but I thought if I miss time, (laughs) that's going to cost me RBIs. That's Mm -hmm. going to cost me home runs. Mm -hmm. That's going to cost, you know, from a numbers perspective, that might keep me from, I I got to make the all-star team, you know, because I need those credentials when I go and negotiate my contract. So I thought if I'm going to drive in a hundred runs this year, well, if I, if, if I go on the IL for 15 days, well, that's going to deplete my chances of doing that. That's how I think players uh, of my generation, I think of your generation. That's how we thought. Like if I right.
1: if I'm not out there, I can't do anything. Right. Well, you know the bonus money you had tied into your contracts. It got, yeah. You know, I mean, it wasn't any guarantees. Well, at least for you, base, baseball players that you guys are pretty tough negotiators and got some. Well, yeah, I was going to say we negotiated yeah. better than you guys. Yeah, you sure did. You did. <laughs> point, you know, uh, we got the worst pension in the of all the sports, and but I, I, the one thing I always respected about baseball is the players. You all some tough dudes when it came to negotiating. y'all you came out good in everything that you negotiated. but in football, you know, like you were saying, you know, everything, you know, we had to, okay, bonus money. you wanted to make sure you got those bonuses, how many yards you how many catches you had, all those things tied into my contract, and I wanted to make sure I got those because that was the one we you could put away. So it was a big, big, big difference and you know, and of course, like you say, today, it's like um, um, there's so much money being made on the ownership side and so much money being made on the player side, you know, that, you know, neither side wants to take a gamble on the injuries. Right. You know, and so they sit out and probably a smart thing, I guess. I don't know, but it's a whole different thing, man. You know, I don't don't know though. I think if I reincarnated
0: Chuck Foreman and said, Chuck, all right, I'm going to pay you X. And, uh, you had a little bit of a you know injury. I I still don't think oh I'm going the way we think, I don't think you're sitting out. No matter what, no matter how much money you're making, it's just kind of the way
1: we're wired. I'm definitely going. And you know, yeah. no about that. I mean, like I said, if I'm just hurt, I'm going. And injury wise, you know, especially being a running back, depending on where the injury was. You know, if it wasn't any of my lower extremities, I'm going. I mean, yeah. a top top part, gee, I thought I could tough it out. But um, yeah, it's uh you know, it's that makeup that you have. You know, going into our to our game, whether it's baseball, you know, football, hey, basketball, hockey. You know, you should get those. You got to have some tough guys on the team to set the standard of what you're going to do in times like that. We recently had
0: on the, on the on the on the Boone
1: podcast
0: uh we had brett Favre, and he mm-hmm. talked about the physicality uh from the, just the beginning of his career to the end and what mm-hmm. it is today He's, right. he said you know early he could get beat up as a quarterback and by the end you could mm-hmm. barely touch him uh we had a a guy that played in in your generation it was doug plank the safety for the hey, chicago I mean, I play,
1: bears i played against
0: doug and Doug talked about. It. He said, Booney, I love it." He said, "Man, I could beat those guys up coming downfield before the ball was even in the air." You can't do that now. That's what I was he said. Right? He talked about the physicality of it, and mm-hmm. and he was just out there for blood. And that's what he said. He said, "I'm out there to to run my helmet through your sternum." And I asked him, I said, "Do you ever feel bad when you when you injured somebody?" He said. Yeah, for a minute, he said, but that was my job, that's how I was brought up.
1: Well, uh, Doug Clank certainly was one of those physical players, no question about in our time, and he certainly had that reputation very aggressive. And for me, that was a good thing because I can make him miss, but you know, but he was really, really aggressive. And he came out of Ohio State too, I think, didn't he? Mm -hmm. And so, but yeah, he had a reputation, boy, he came to play every down, so. Yeah, he was right. He could beat you up all the way downfield. A wide receiver, you know, they had to be able to get off the line, even for them to be effective. And if you couldn't do that, those guys get up there and bump and run you. You know, they don't even bump, hardly bump and run anymore. They are, you know, none of that because it's it's not allowed. But those guys used to bump you all like you say all the way downfield until the ball was released, and you try to get away from a guy like that with some with some talent knows how to how to do that. Not an easy thing.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.